Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hungry Heart Quest podcast. My name is Don Schwem. I am the creator and owner of Hungry Heart Quests. Thank you for joining me today. I want to talk about boundaries. As a health coach, I have found that one of the largest struggles my clients have is around boundaries. And boundaries can be a really broad term. So even in its widest definition, encompassing the many forms of boundaries, people struggle to define them and honor them. To help you kind of start to outline what boundaries look like, what they might be delineated into. And this is not a comprehensive list because boundaries can be as small as uh, what you keep in your refrigerator, (laughs) or it could be as big as like whether you like to hug people, whether you allow people to hug you. So again, not a comprehensive list, but I've kind of created some categories here in order to allow you to start thinking about where your boundaries might fall. Then we'll chat a little bit more about understanding what boundaries are and why it's important to honor them when it's important to violate them or at least intentionally step over that line that you've created for yourself. So some types of boundaries include things like energetic boundaries. So how much energy are you willing to put toward something or someone? And sometimes that energetic boundary also turns a little metaphysical. So you can often feel someone's aura or you get bad vibes from them or you get great vibes and you're like, I know I'm just going to click with this person and I really need to connect with them. There's physical boundaries, which can include physical touch. So whether you're hugging someone, um, sometimes it's as little as whether you are okay and comfortable with small touches, like touches to the arm or high fives or elbow bumps, whatever it might be. And physical boundaries can also mean your physical exertion. Say if you're working out, understanding where the line is of where you personally may become injured if you cross that line or become so exhausted or fatigued that you put yourself at risk of injury or harm. Of course, we have emotional boundaries, and this is particularly relative for empaths. How much of this emotional upheaval is my responsibility to feel personally within myself, and how much of it is my friend's And my role is to be there for her, but not necessarily to take on that responsibility and weight of the emotional upset and turmoil. This could also be, of course, put into the positive perspective. Um, How much can I piggyback off of someone else's joy or someone else's happiness and excitement in order to get me through something that I might not enjoy as much? We have boundaries around time, and this one might be one of the biggest because people, especially in our culture in the U.S., tend to be willing to overextend themselves on time, and they don't reserve time for themselves or for spending time outdoors 
So when you're thinking about time and boundaries, you need to ask, how much time are you willing to put towards something or someone? And why are you doing that? And whether it's really necessary. Sometimes, of course, our boundaries are social. And I'm not going to go into social boundaries today because they're largely cultural and highly variable, even from friend group to friend group and town to town or business to business, wherever you might find yourself, the rules change. Of course, you know, if we want to get into the philosophy of it, we have some base social rules, but I'm not going to get into that today. We're thinking about energetic, physical, emotional boundaries, boundaries around time, and then later we'll get into some internal boundaries. So what does it look like if you have weak boundaries? A lot of people don't like to think about the negative side of things. I think about this in astrology a lot because if you are ever interested in astrology, our culture around astrology is largely that good vibes only. And that extends to a lot of areas of our culture. A lot of the like yogis and new age granola folks are all like, nah, man, just want those good vibes. <laughs> but the thing is that our world is full of good and bad. I don't want to say good and bad either. They just, our world just is. Whether you want to call it good and bad is up to you. But the thing is that you need to be able to adapt and to read those energies, those vibes, whatever it is, and know when you need to step back from that, when you need to step in, whether that's for a positive experience yourself or as an intervention, and so much more. So when I say weak boundaries, I mean it not in a derogatory way, but in that Boundaries are a skill. It's like a muscle that we need to work. Um, just like habits, habit formation, it's all about practice and being able to identify and attend to our boundaries and reinforce them as we go. So what it looks like if you have these weak boundaries or what it might look like is if you find that you're overextending yourself physically, energetically, emotionally, with time, in a way that drains you, that doesn't fill you up, you know, doesn't fill your cup. So an example of this might be setting aside something that you found to be really valuable for your well-being in any way in order to help someone who has asked for a favor. And in this case, that effort would not be rewarding. It's draining or it's costing you more than you were prepared and it you didn't sign on for this right so if you maybe were asked for a favor by a friend and then you get there and it turns out that it's a lot more than you signed up for beyond what you consented to then that is where you might be able to identify a boundary and if you are stepping over that boundary or if you're caving in or being pushed over you know then that might be a sign you need to work on your boundaries. Boundaries are relationships. They need to be renegotiated regularly. And this is something that's left out of relationships in so many ways, not just in your friendships and your work relationships, but 
But boundaries and relationships really can be considered one and the same in that a relationship is between you and something or someone else. And whatever's on the other end of that thread, whether it's a person or a habit or a tasty cookie, whatever it might be, there's a relationship there because that person or item might be able to influence you and have some say in where that boundary line is. And that means that sometimes that boundary line is closer to you, sometimes it's closer to them, and whatever that means, or maybe it's made up of something different, maybe it's more permeable or more more solid. But the idea is that there's a relationship, it's two ways that you can affect the person you're in relationship with, and they can affect you. So what this means is that you have a certain relationship to rest, for example. And when that relationship is in good balance, you rest enough to feel resilient and energized for the other needs and wants in your life. But if that relationship is out of balance, for example, if you are resting, in quotes, (laughs) resting all the time, and you're spending that time resting by watching a TV show or scrolling on your phone or even reading a book. Some people don't consider reading a book restful. And I guess in this case, I'm going to get into this. <laughs> um, so if you're, if you're doing this all the time and that rest, that ends up pulling you away from healthy habits that contribute to your well-being. So maybe you're spending all of your downtime watching a show and scrolling on your phone or reading a book because you don't have a lot of energy for spending time outside, doing that meal prep that you need to do, connecting with friends, whatever it might be. This rest that we are addressing is pulling you away from things that actually make your life a lot better quality. And that means that that relationship is out of balance and that rest becomes laziness or unmotivation or isolation, depending on what it is you're in relationship with. I think it's important to have the vocabulary to describe what you're experiencing. So when we say, oh, I'm resting because I'm tired or I'm fatigued, whatever, It's important to understand whether that rest is truly rest as you understand it to be that supports resiliency, supports energy, or if it is laziness or lack of motivation. When you're able to look at your habits, your boundaries, and see what that boundary is around, for example, rest or laziness or unmotivation or lack of motivation. Then you know whether you need to change it or do something with it. Because if you can put a name to that, then you're able to decide, is this something that is supporting me? Is it something that I want in my life? And if you're like, no, I understand that I keep telling myself I'm resting, but really I'm just being lazy. Then you know that there's a boundary that you've crossed there with yourself. And maybe it's something that you need to establish a boundary around because you haven't had one before. As I said, it is really important to reassess your relationships to habits regularly. 
and to be honest with how your behaviors reflect your reality. If our behavior begins to slip from healthy to hindering, then we know we've violated one of our own boundaries or we need to establish a boundary. So far, we've talked about relationship to something external. Internal boundaries are much harder to honor than boundaries we share with other people. And this is because having another person involved means that there are two people holding that line rather than one. And it's important to actually speak about your boundaries when in relationship with an outside person or outside force, whether that's, you know, a friend friend or a loved one or negotiating a work schedule with your boss, whatever it might be, it's really important to speak about your boundaries because whoever's in relationship with you likely has a different understanding or different expectations of where their boundaries are and where they understand the relationship boundary to be. And if you can speak and negotiate a common boundary, often the relationship will be far more fulfilling and there might be less conflict because you both have spoken about where you stand, I encourage everybody to approach that with a conversation full of compassion and patience and understanding because when you start to dive into conversations like this, you may find that you don't know a person as well as you assumed you did. And these assumptions are really dangerous. It's important to be able to have those conversations and to bring compassion into that conversation in order to have a positive win-win outcome because even if somebody has to adjust where their boundary is at least they know where they stand and they know where you stand and that means you can make the most of that relationship between you so a few examples of what i call external boundaries to clarify it's boundaries with some sort of external force or external relationship particularly around other humans actually essentially around other humans, are boundaries at work, whether that's boundaries with coworkers, with your boss, or boundaries around how you spend your time at work and your energy at work. Maybe you are the kind of person who's willing to take on extra projects because you're really efficient at your job, Um, but that means that you're working harder and not being compensated for it. Or maybe you end up taking on an extra project one time because you have some extra time or somebody kind of peer pressured you into it. And that means that your boss then has this expectation that, oh, you know, she's really always my go-to person about or for when I need to assign some extra work or who needs to stay late to finish a job or whatever it might be. And we'll talk a little bit more about how we can cross boundaries intentionally versus when we need to really hold them up. But additional examples of external boundaries include any sort of relationship with humans. So like I said, work, anywhere at work would be one. Friendships, um, romantic relationships. Sometimes it's the boundary between friendship and romantic relationship. Of course, Family is a huge one, whether that's you and your siblings or your partner or your parents. But, and I want to 
really emphasize this one. It also is a boundary between you and your children and understanding that if you can take care of yourself and hold your boundaries around your time and your energy and maybe that time for yourself on your own to restore and rest, that means that if you're able to do that and really hold your boundary and take the time to take care of yourself, you're going to be able to show up better for your kids. You're going to be able to take care of them better because if you are rested, then you'll have the energy to give them the best that you have. So moving on from kids, just remember that external boundaries, especially in the context of this podcast, are any involvement with some sort of outside force. And that includes things like volunteer programs, any sort of outside organization that you might be a part of as well. Understand your boundaries around those initial categories of energetic, physical, emotional, time, and social, of course. So just to reiterate, it is really important to recognize and hold a boundary in these relationships because you cannot nourish other people without first caring for your own needs. Uh, A relative of mine likes to use the oxygen mask analogy of secure your mask before helping others. Because if you are down and out, unable to breathe, unable to support yourself, unable to take care of your own health, then you aren't going to have the energy, the strength, the time to help the people you love and to be a part of organizations that mean something for you and for your community. So here's the heavy hitter of this episode. It is really easy to allow self-sacrifice to become self-sabotage. I want you to think about that for just a second, and I'll repeat it just so you get to hear it a second time. It is easy to allow self-sacrifice to become self-sabotage. The reason that I really want you to focus on this is because it's something that you have to come to an understanding of what that feels like in your own body and in your own life. But understand that intentionally crossing a boundary might be called sacrifice. It is honorable, noble, if it's intentional and conscious for a good cause, but maybe that means that you are sacrificing something of yourself. And that can be a good thing. It can be a beautiful thing. However, crossing a boundary because you don't think you have the will to hold it or don't care to hold it is sabotage. It's also sabotage if you cross a boundary knowing that you don't have the energy and yet you do it anyway. It might still help someone else, but ultimately, if you continue to do that, then you will hit burnout of some variety. You won't be able to keep supporting the people you love, which is why it is important to identify, maintain your boundaries. It's up to you whether you cross them. It always will be. And that's where this exercising of that muscle comes in. Because at first, maybe we don't have a boundary. 
maybe we need to build it up and first maybe it just looks like a line in the sand and then in time because you've crossed it a few times and you know it doesn't feel good you know it's causing you harm then you decide to make it out of rocks you stack up some rocks and you've got a little boundary there it's a little more difficult to cross but it could tumble or you could sneak through one of the gaps somehow and you do that a couple of more times and you're like okay you know I was more intentional about when I crossed these because I had to be. There was a little bit more of a barrier there for me, but I still know that it wasn't good. It didn't make me feel good. It turned out that I overextended myself and I didn't have the energy to do that. And now I'm resentful or sad or exhausted and I don't have that energy to put towards something that brings me joy, something that I really care about. So we then build up a little bit stronger. Maybe that becomes rebar and forest concrete. <laughs> and maybe it's 10 feet high. But the thing is that boundaries, like I said, they need to be renegotiated. And so when you put up a boundary, it needs to be semi-permeable. So if it is a hard boundary for you, it's really important that you don't cross that. It's still important to have a door or a gate. There may come a time when extenuating circumstances means that you need to cross that, but you haven't allowed yourself that possibility because you put up that wall and you have no way around it, no way over it, no way under it, no way through. So even as you're building up this muscle, Continue to work on it becoming semi-permeable. But know that every time that you come up against this boundary, you get to choose whether you tighten down the hatches or you open it up and maybe you step through. But once you've practiced this and you've built these boundaries and you have a good awareness of where they are and what's important to you and when it's important or okay to cross that boundary, you have a lot more agency, a lot more intention and conscious will to cross it. It's not something you're doing out of laziness. It's not something you're doing because someone's forcing you. It's because you are choosing to cross that line for something that matters. So some examples of internal boundaries are things like emotional boundaries, your fitness, sleep and rest, diet, I put emotional boundaries as a pretty broad one because <laughs> emotions are so amorphous. And so things like, you know, visualizations are really helpful to understand where your emotional boundaries are. So, for example, I have practiced a visualization and meditation around the different chakras. If you were to sit and be guided to one of your chakras, the example I'll give is the heart because that was the one that came so strongly to me in this visualization and meditation I did many years ago, I closed my eyes and I really sat into my heart space. And using my imagination, I explored what that might look like, what shape that space had. And I actually had a dream that influenced this meditation when I was there in this heart space. But when I 
sat and imagined and explored my heart space, what I found was almost this desert-like garden. And in this dream that I had had that influenced this visualization, the dream, I was almost bricked in in my heart. It was dry. There were solid stone walls all around me with no doors and paving stone floor open to the sky. But it was just me in this little cell of stone. And I was alone in the dream. Now in the visualization, I opened that up and I was able to explore. And I saw that even though it was still stone and dry and desert-like, it was still full of life, as many deserts are. There are beautiful plants uh, that were really hardy and little animals that you'd never imagine their resilience just looking at their bodies. But considering the environment that they lived in and thrived in, you get to be really impressed by these critters. (laughs) That was one way that I began to imagine these emotional boundaries. And I would absolutely invite you to explore that as well. Whether you are feeling something in your gut Maybe it's kind of that nervous butterfly feeling or some sort of queasiness, something you're, you know you're uncomfortable. Then sit with that and use your imagination to create a visual for you because as humans, many of us are quite visual creatures. And when we can see something, we can name it. We can describe it. But if we're just trying to sense into something without the aids of our imagination or aids of our ability to use language, then we have some more challenge with that. I mentioned fitness, sleep and rest, and diet. All those things are physical, um, but they are important aspects of well-being, and they're aspects that people really struggle with quite often. I think that a big part of it (laughs) is our challenge of dealing with things that make us uncomfortable. So when we are trying to get in shape, we have to be uncomfortable for a little while until we get to be a little stronger, a little healthier. And then as that progresses, yes, we continue to push ourselves into a little bit of discomfort, but the rewards are there. So understanding where your boundary is around the thing that you value or the goal that you are trying to achieve, then understanding and committing to that boundary. We're on our own when it comes to these internal boundaries and that line, it is entirely up to us when we cross it. And it means that it is entirely our own responsibility when we do. And I believe that, like I said, internal boundaries are like a muscle that needs trained with repetition and reinforcement of behavior. And that really all helps us hold those boundaries. If you want to explore your boundaries more to determine them and honor them, I recommend bringing your attention to internal experience and dialogue. So like I said, you could use a chakra system and feel into what each of these chakras are telling you and use your imagination to see into what that space looks like. Some people might experience a space like a forest or a, a mountainside or a beautiful garden or a shopping center, who knows, (laughs) you know, with your imagination, the possibilities are endless, but what you can describe and experience in a accessible manner means that you can then work on changing it or at least understand a framework for how well you're doing 
So if that forest is on fire, you know, you might be having some troubles in some areas. I also suggest kind of considering some manner of like joy barometer. (laughs) So if you were to be asked a favor and you aren't really sure whether you are willing to do that, maybe you're pretty neutral or you're not really motivated, but you're not opposed, then use your joy barometer. Like, how much of a good time am I going to have with this process? And how much will this help this person? And will that make me happy? Will it be joyful to spend time with this person or to see the results when I bring them to this person? And not to say you can't do something selflessly, but it's important to understand that relationships are exchanges When you put in the energy, then you should hopefully be getting something back, even if it's not immediate. Keep that in mind. It's something that a lot of people, depending on their values and beliefs, might struggle with. But I believe that that is a truth, that relationships are exchanges and those need to be negotiated regularly because not everybody is always going to have the resources that they have from one day to the next. It could change. Back to exploring and determining boundaries. If something doesn't feel good, consider whether it is worth doing. And this can be based on your values and your goals and your intentions. And again, understand that your emotional boundaries might be more relevant in this area. If it's going to make you feel hurt or weak or endangered, then you know that it's probably not worth doing. But if it is something physical, like working out, then and it doesn't feel good because you're a little out of shape, then you know that it is worth doing because it is going to help you become stronger and healthier. And even though you might be in a state of discomfort, it will benefit you more than it will hurt you, even for that short period of time. When you tow a boundary and decide it isn't worth crossing, then honor that. I want to expressly give our listeners permission to set aside your feelings of obligation and respect your own needs because that is how we can show up and be fully present later is if we know when we come up to a boundary and we say, I truly believe that crossing this will make it hard to do something later or that I know it's not going to help my situation right now, and this person is perfectly capable of doing these things on their own, even if it would be a little easier if I helped them. Respect your needs and allow for that energy to be paid forward. If you take some time for yourself, you can pay it forward later because you have it. You haven't exhausted yourself. And remember that it is important to renegotiate or intentionally cross or violate boundaries at times. When and how is this appropriate? When you might perceive a boundary and that boundary is stopping you from improving yourself. For example, the fitness boundary that we talked about. Like, you might be uncomfortable for a little while, but crossing that boundary of comfort is actually going to help you a lot. And you have to be willing to commit to that. And then there are times when maybe you've been doing this for a little while and suddenly you notice a little bit of muscle strain because you tweaked something in your last workout session. Then 
it's important that you give yourself permission to renegotiate that boundary because if you keep working out the way that you've been working out, you'd injure yourself further and that would cause tons of ripple effects. Continuing with that, there are days that some boundaries are less of a hard line and you can choose to step over that line with intention. Just consider what that might mean for the future when you come up to this boundary again. So if you break this boundary that you've come up to now, before you do it, consider will you be able to hold that line in the future if you break it this time? Or will this compromise your strength to do something important later? Think about that in terms of not only resilience, but dedication and persistence. So, for example, your partner or your friend baked you a bunch of cookies, but you're really working on keeping your blood sugar happy and you want to make sure that you are honoring that to the best of your ability. And these cookies look so good. If you eat one cookie, are you going to be able to stop? Potato chips might also be a good thing to think about here. I know that I personally don't like them, but lots of people love potato chips. And they're like, I can't just eat one. (laughs) So know that if it's important to you that you are working on your health and you've been presented with this option that says, okay, I can break this now and really enjoy this then just be honest with yourself if you'll be able to stop or if you'll be able to get back on the wagon immediately. Both options are good. You can break a boundary as long as you know that you can still uphold your values, your goals. Say you've found this amazing cookie recipe and you haven't had a cookie in forever and you were just like, oh, I haven't treated myself in so long. Yes, please break that boundary because if you create these walls without doors, then ultimately you're going to go crazy. You're going to need you're going to need to break through them and crumble them in order to make any progress rather than being able to rebuild or shift or reframe whatever it might be and then you find yourself having eaten a whole box of cookies or a whole bag of potato chips, and you feel terrible because rather than just having one little treat, you've blown it out of the water. You've violated one of your own boundaries so far that you question everything that you've done. Not just eating the cookie, but your own ability to achieve the goals that you've set for yourself. So that is why it is so important to have permeable boundaries. And to understand that there are days when it's actually better for you to be loose with those boundaries. Because if we are so strict with ourselves and we don't give ourselves an inch, without a doubt, we will take a mile. One last area where it is okay to renegotiate or intentionally break a boundary is when you as a person have changed and evolved. It's really important to reassess our boundaries over time because we are not stagnant beings. We evolve in our mind, our body, our spirit. And it is really important to understand that what worked for us five years ago or even six months ago might not work for us now. I definitely encourage listeners to renegotiate boundaries on a regular basis. 
because we are ever-evolving, ever-changing, ever-growing. Or perhaps we don't see the growth we want, and that means we need to change our boundaries because there are boundaries around the wrong things. If you are changing and evolving, growing, then your goals, your boundaries, your intentions, your understanding of when to break boundaries or renegotiate them needs to evolve as well. You have to know your own rules inside and out before you can break them. And if you're going to break them, I would hope that you're breaking them in a creative and beautiful way. Because if we set an important goal for ourselves, if we draw that line in the sand, it's important to have integrity and to hold that boundary as long as it is relevant for us to hold. And then once we know the intricacies of our own minds and our bodies, then we can absolutely break our boundaries. And it we should. We should because that is how we explore and we grow and we find ourselves doing things far beyond what we might have imagined or what other people have imagined for us. Feel free to reach out anytime. Don't forget to follow us on social media and like and share this podcast. Please share with me how you like to work on boundaries, if you have any meditations or visualizations, or any other exercises that you think would be valuable for people to know and learn. I'm happy to spread that information. 